This is an ABC podcast. Hi, friends. My name's Rosie, and this is News Time. Hi, Rosie. H- hang on. You said my line. Yes, but I'm taking over this special episode of News Time because it's Media Literacy Week. That's a time for kids like me to learn about how the media works. We want to know how journalists sort facts from fiction, truth from tall tales, how you know who to trust, and whether we can trust you, Ruby. Trust me? Of course you can. The kids of Australia have questions, Ruby, and I, Rosie, am here to get the answers. All right then, Rosie. Let's do it. Question number five. Let's start with the basics. So how do you decide what makes the news? That is a great question. And it might seem like a straightforward one, but the answer's actually a little bit complicated. The stuff you see on the news depends on what kind of news you're watching and who it's been made for. What do you mean? Well, if you think about the news that grown-ups listen to or watch or read, you'll notice it's a little bit different to the stories here on News Time. That's because journalists need to think about who their audience is and what they'll be interested in. Well, you mean like how my mum enjoys stories about the weather, but I like stories about animals. Yes, exactly. But there are a few things that most news stories have in common no matter who they're for. Like what? Well, the first thing is timeliness. And if you think about it, it's right there in the name news. It's usually a story about something new, something you haven't heard before, or something that's happened recently. If you've heard the words breaking news, that's a story that's really new. It's happening right at that moment. I interrupt this interview with some breaking news. I'm in the middle of eating a sandwich for lunch and it's delicious. (laughs) Yep, that is definitely breaking and timely. But another thing about news stories is that they're often about something unusual. And sorry, Rosie, but eating a sandwich for lunch is pretty usual. So if I ate like a dinosaur, that might be a new story? Absolutely. I'd write a story about that immediately. Another thing that can make something news is when it affects lots of people. Oh, I know, like COVID or climate change. Perfect examples. They are both huge news stories. Some topics are in the news a lot because we care a lot about them. There are new and unusual stories to tell about them all the time. So, as an example, with something like climate change, even though the story itself isn't new, because our planet has been warming for a while now, we're finding out new things about it every day. Something else that tends to make the news is when it's about someone well-known. Like the Prime Minister, or a pop star, or a famous sports person. Yes, and you'll notice that the news is different in different places. That's so that people can find out what's going on close to home, near where they live. So, you and I are in Australia. Most of the news we see and hear and read will be about Australia. And if you live in a small town, you'll usually be able to find local news just about that place. But I like hearing about things that happen overseas. 
Yeah, that's really important too. News from other countries helps us understand the wider world. And Australia is a very multicultural place. Lots of us have family and friends and homes overseas too. And news from those places helps us stay connected. Well, is that why you say goodbye at the end of news time in different languages? It is. And thank you very much for noticing, Rosie. Or, as they say in Japanese, arigato. Question number four. So now that we know what news is, can you tell us how you actually find the news? Ah, yes. What you're talking about there is sources. No, I'm not talking about food, although I do like tomato sauce and plum sauce and... No, not those kinds of sauces. Although, I wouldn't mind if my job did involve more delicious sauces. I'm talking about the kind of sauces spelt S-O-U-R-C-E-S. Sources are the people or places journalists get their information from. Primary sources give us first-hand information. They're people who are directly involved. Like an inventor telling us about her invention or a dancer telling us about his new show? Exactly. And then there are secondary sources. They are one step back from a primary source. A secondary source takes information and interprets it. So a secondary source might be a bystander describing something that they saw but it didn't happen to them directly. Like someone reviewing a new world record. Yeah! The most important thing is that when we put together news, we use a variety of sources, and that helps us keep the information fair and accurate. Speaking of accuracy... Question number three. So how do reporters know if a story is the truth? Well, if you're a journalist, your job is to fact-check information before you turn it into a news story. That means don't believe everything you see or hear straight away. So when I find something out, I cross-check that information with another source or check past news stories. Sometimes I have to do a bit of research into people to make sure they're trustworthy. Oh, Ruby, I have something to admit. I'm not a real journalist. I'm only a school student. Ha! Is that so? I must admit, I did have an inkling. But that's my job, to investigate what people say and challenge them if I'm not convinced and keep investigating until I know for sure the news I'm reporting is the truth. Question number two. So how do us kids know if a news story is fake? Well, I can tell you right now, you can trust news time. But some of the things you need to think about when you're listening to or watching or reading the news are things like, where has this story come from? Who's telling it to me? Is it a well-known, respected media organisation? Or is it one I've never heard of? Maybe they have a suspicious-looking website. You can also check out the reporter. Maybe you haven't heard of them, and that's okay. but you can find out what they've reported on before. And if you're reading the story, ask yourself, does it have a byline, a 
byline is the reporter's name at the top of the story. Then you need to think about the story itself. Does it have a variety of sources, like we spoke about earlier? Does it feel like everyone's getting a turn to speak? And are all sides of the story being covered? Are there any lingering unanswered questions? If something seems off balance or unfair or completely missing, you might not be able to trust that story and you might need to dig a little further to check if it's real. And don't forget, you can always ask a grown-up for their opinion or some help. Hey, Mum, do you think this is the real Ruby I'm speaking to? Wish number one. And finally, what tips do you have for kids who want to be a reporter like you, Ruby? Well, I was once a kid who wanted to be a news reporter, and I think the biggest tip I can give you is... Read and watch and listen to as much news as you can. Start growing that journalist brain right now. Try writing a story about something interesting in your local area. And some other tips. Always be curious, ask lots of questions, and most importantly, you need to listen. Even if you don't become a reporter, all that attention that you've paid to the news would help you learn about so much Science, art, sport, human rights. The news has a little bit of everything. I think you've got it covered though, Rosie. You have done a fantastic job today. Thanks, Ruby, and that's it, my friends. Thank you, Rosie. Happy Media Literacy Week. I'm off to practice my reporting skills, and who knows, maybe I'll replace Ruby as your regular Newstime host one day. I reckon you'd make an excellent Newstime host. Don't forget to do the quiz. It's in the show notes. Bye, or as they say in Arabic, Tisbahoun alakhair. Newstime is an ABC Kids Listen podcast. For other awesome podcasts to play, music to move to and stories and soundtracks for sleep, download the ABC Kids Listen app. It's free from your app store.